the good, the bad, and the ugly about Bitcoin, plus Will Bitcoin be the, the future for cryptocurrency? Let's talk about that. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, hey there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. Thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, joining you live from our BNC studios here in lovely eastern indiana and joining us today to talk all things bitcoin the good the bad the ugly and all that in between adam o'brien from bitcoinwell.com welcome to the brian nichols show thank you brian good to be here adam thank you for joining us looking forward to today's conversation and to kick things off do us a favor go ahead introduce yourself to the brian nichols show audience and your your history and experience with this uh, thing called bitcoin Sure. I uh, nice that you said thing and not like imaginary or uh, <laughs> I've 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 uh, I guess I'll get into it. I um, yeah, I'm Adam O'Brien, uh, founder and CEO of Bitcoin. Well, I found Bitcoin in 2013 and really fell in love. Well, at first thought it was fake. And then uh, as I did some more research into it, fell in love with the philosophy and the technology behind Bitcoin. Uh, went to go try and buy some Bitcoin, found it very difficult, and then ultimately learned how to buy and then started making it easier for people to to buy and sell Bitcoin here up in up in Canada. That's where I'm from. Today, we've got a bunch of Bitcoin ATMs across Canada and uh, pretty excited to be launching our online platform in the US here this summer. So should be pretty exciting. Um, yeah, I've been doing this for 10 years. I've heard absolutely everything under the sun from it's a scam to tulips to freedom <laughs> money. Um it's been it's been a wild ride and uh, it's been a it's been a lot of fun. I've learned a ton, obviously, and I think honestly, it's we're just getting started. I mean, Bitcoin is um, like financial products and financial um, uh, treasures aside. I think that Bitcoin does more actually for our sovereignty and for our freedoms and for our ability to be to be yeah sovereign is is ultimately what it is. Our mission here at Bitcoin Well is to enable independence. It's literally. It's right. It's like what people see when they walk in the door. It's why we exist is to enable independence. And that's why we're called Bitcoin well and not crypto well. That's why we are, you know, self custody by default rather than custodial. All things that I'm looking forward to chatting about. Yeah. And, and you tease a couple things there. Number one, I mean, we're going to dig into this down the uh, the road here in the episode, but about the future of cryptocurrency. And it sounds like you're on board with Team Bitcoin, but we'll cross that bridge later in the episode. But one oh. thing that you did kind of hint at, and I think maybe it's because you experienced it firsthand, and that is the importance of having autonomous banking. In this case, you experienced it just a short, what, year ago, two years ago with the uh, the truckers when you had the, the protests yeah. there in Ottawa, Canada. And, uh, and all of a sudden, Trudeau and the Trudeau administration saying, yeah, we're going to go ahead and just freeze your bank accounts because you're part of a protest against the government uh, mandates. And and that right there, kind of spooky, right? And it speaks to how if you're not able to control your money, what can you control, right, Adam? And that's something I think a lot of the people in Canada all of a sudden were very much made aware of. Yeah, man. And and I've like, this is, that was no surprise to me being in, so the, it's no secret the banks don't like Bitcoin uh, <laughs> very much. I'm actually banned from every bank in Canada except for one. Really? Um, and, and my wife is banned from most of them just cause she has the, uh, pleasure of, of being married to me. Um, it's, it's quite shocking. I, I remember she told a story, um, her and her friend were out for dinner, um, and she went to go use her visa card. Like she had a thousand times in the past 
and didn't work, wasn't working, wasn't working. So she called the bank at the restaurant and the bank was just straight up like, no, you don't bank here anymore. And she was like, well, I use it this afternoon. What happened? They're like, we're not going to discuss it, but your cards are canceled. Your, your funds are frozen. That's it. And it's, it's been this way since, well, 2015, I had my first bank account closed and I was demarketed and it's, it's not getting, it's not, it doesn't seem to be getting better. So that wasn't news to me, but you're absolutely right. People often say, uh, you know, I've got lots of money. It's all in the bank. It's safer there. And you don't quite realize that when money is in the bank, it's outside of your custody or outside of your control. Uh, you were exposed to the decisions of somebody else. And that goes with everything. I mean, if we have, uh, like the banks are very convenient on this convenient side, but they're not very secure in the way that I would call them secure because you're subject to government overreach, you're subject to mistakes, you're subject to a bunch of other different negative things as, as part of the banking infrastructure, um, which is, which is, it can be catastrophic. And I mean, who's to say that donating to uh, what other protests are currently perfectly legal, but what will turn illegal at the, at the at the drop of a hat right. or at the blowing breeze in the future that, you know, hey, by the way, you donated to this thing eight years ago and we don't like that thing anymore. So now that's it. You're cut. Uh, and wow. thank you for your donation to the to the country. It, it, it could be catastrophic. I, I just I don't think your average person listening can really appreciate how just absolutely insane that must have been for you and your wife to experience all of a sudden literally having your financial assets just turned off on a whim, right? I guess yeah. that's the, the part that is the most frightening is that there there doesn't necessarily need to be a reason given. It, it just that the spigot turns off. And, and the worst part is it's your money, right? That's yeah. that's where and, it really gets spooky. And you're guilty until proven innocent. And, and yeah. back in those days, it was simply because I operated a Bitcoin business. And then I would say, well, why? And they'd say, well, we don't like the compliance. And I'd say, well, you haven't seen any of my compliance manuals, but here are the, you know, the big documents of, of compliance policies that I have that were written by a, by a banker that I'm, you know, that the government likes, um, would you like to see them? They say, no, thanks. We, we don't want to read your compliance. It's like, well, I thought you had a problem with the compliance. Now you don't want to see the compliance. Like what's, what's going on what's here? Going on here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's it can be very scary. And you realize just how how locked your funds are and how outside of your control everything is when your money and and granted, like like you said, uh, the majority of people don't have this problem, probably hopefully will never have this problem. But this problem will continue to get worse and worse and worse as we drive down more of an authoritarian uh, kind of regime in governments. And we're seeing them demonize different things, especially up here in Canada. We watched what happened throughout the pandemic. Um, you know, we're seeing what's happening in China with CBDCs, uh, 15 minute cities, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's only possible in an environment where your money is completely controlled by a centralized entity. And if it's not, if it's in an environment like Bitcoin, which is fully outside of the control of anyone else but yourself, fully decentralized, uh, you have a lot more capabilities and you have the you have the ability to just up and leave. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nobody can freeze your Bitcoin account, period. That's (laughs) it. Problem solved. And so just by that virtue alone, Bitcoin is better. So we've been listing, obviously, some of the pros here of Bitcoin. I think maybe we let's keep on this path. We're on a, we're on a good 
good trajectory here, listing out some of the positives of Bitcoin. And we will list some of the negatives. I would love to hear some of your thoughts on some of the negatives of Bitcoin, because obviously no uh, no type of, of cryptocurrency, no type of fiat money has uh, perfection uh, littered throughout it. So we're going to go ahead and talk about the negatives. Uh, but first, let's continue a little bit down the, the pros here. Uh, so Adam, give us a little bit more uh, the pros that you've uncovered as you're going through and you've lived in this world now for, for quite a while. So where do you see beyond, obviously, the autonomy, being able to own your your actual, uh, your, your funds, your, your financial assets? Those are obviously big, big positives for, for Bitcoin. Where else do you see some wins and, and some uh, pros here on the uh, the pro Bitcoin camp? Yeah, first and foremost, so I'm, I'm a big proponent of the freedom aspect of Bitcoin. I call Bitcoin freedom money, uh, not money freedom. And freedom money means that it's freedom first and then it's monetary policy. But secondary is the monetary policy. The fact that we have an asset perfectly backed by energy, which is how money needs and should be. We have an asset that we can completely own and control that's programmatically designed to maintain your purchasing power. Um, that's all done through rules and not rulers. Our current monetary system has a bunch of rulers, a bunch of people at the top making the decisions on a whim. Um, I'm not sure if what, what it was in the, in the States, but throughout the pandemic over the last three years, our monetary uh, supply tripled. So we used to have like 1 trillion of M0. Now we've got uh, three. <laughs> and it actually hit as, as high as 5 trillion on the M0 money supply. Um, that's bad. If your money can just quintuple, uh, that means that the dollars you had are now worth five times less or, or, or a fraction of what was currently there. And so that's what happens when you have a ruled uh, state or a rulers in charge of your money. Bitcoin has rules. These are open for anyone to read. Here's the program. Here's the policy. Here's how Bitcoin or here's how the money supply is going to work. And it's just TikTok. The money supply follows the rules. And I think rules and not rulers is a key distinction that we don't often think about. We often think about money as some abstract being uh, that just kind of flows through through the world. We don't realize there's puppeteers at the top. Um, really that impact the way that you're able to save and spend your money and getting outside of that ruler society is so, so important. Getting out of the ruler society, I think everybody in the audience is nodding their head in agreement. Now, definitely there are some folks out there who I know um, are, are curious, right? They have the uh, the, the speculative hats on and, and we're going to address some of their concerns because maybe there is some merits to those concerns. But first, we're going to go ahead and give a shout out to today's sponsor and that is the amazing Cardio Miracle. Now, folks, uh, Cardio Miracle is a brand new sponsor here on The Brian Nichols Show. I had John Hewlett. He is the founder and CEO of Cardio Miracle here on the show back about a month or so ago, and I was absolutely blown away, not just by our conversation, but frankly, the product, because yeah, I've been using Cardio Miracle now for about a month and a half, and I am a huge fan. And uh, you know, here's here's the reality too, folks. Heart disease is the number one leading cause of death in America, according to the American Heart Association. And with that being said, it's no secret your heart health needs special attention. And that's why Cardio Miracle is one of the best natural ways to care for your heart as it supports better blood flow, oxygen levels, and blood pressure. It supports it by doing better heart health, better sleep, better recovery, better energy, heck, a better you with 53 ingredients that are absolutely incredible, full of nutrients, but also a 100% money back guarantee. Cardio Miracle is absolutely worth the investment. 
both in, in the product, but also, frankly, in your health. If you want to go ahead and get yours today, use code TBNS at checkout for 15% off your or, uh, your order. Cardio Miracle, uh, a proud sponsor here of The Brian Nichols Show. One more time, head to briannicholsshow.com. You'll find it right there on the homepage. You use code TBNS at checkout for 15% off your order. All right, Adam. Now we're going to go to the negatives, right? The, 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 I guess, not necessarily bad things of Bitcoin, but maybe some of the things that aren't the best, right? The areas that Bitcoin has some weaknesses and, and maybe you can give some uh, of your context and maybe address some of those concerns as well. Yeah, I think so. Bitcoin is a very long term technology kind of, I call it, I think Bitcoin is by definition a protocol, not a product. And when you have protocols, um, like we're used to using protocols every single day. We just don't usually, we don't usually know that we're using those protocols. Things like SMTP, email protocol, IP, internet protocol, HTTP, the protocol that, or HTTPS, the protocol that makes uh, internet servers secure. We use all of these every single day. We just don't really think about it because there's a company in between kind of bridging the gap or making it easier to use. And that's where companies like Bitcoin Well come in is we want to make it easier to buy, sell, and use the Bitcoin protocol. And so what that means is completely flipping on its head how you currently think about money. Right now, people have this wrong assumption they aren't smart enough to use the money they have. They've got the problem of, well, my dad told me that anytime I have over $1,000, I should talk to the money manager and the money manager can do what he does with it. Uh, And that's because... I think our school system, our education system, um, and frankly, the fiat ecosystem, uh, which is like the broader money supply, Mm -hmm. doesn't want us really in control of our money. And we have this tendency to earn money, give it away. And that's bad because the Bitcoin uh, standard or, or the Bitcoin protocol with rules and not rulers actually encourages you to hold your own money, to hold the wealth that you create with your time and then move it into the future. And so that's just confusing. And the biggest barrier is getting people on board with the fact that they can control their money. Uh, oftentimes people, I, I hear people say, uh, oh, well, I don't want to lose the password or I, I can't be trusted to hold my own money. It's like, guy, you, you, you own a hundred million dollar business. You drive a $200,000 car. You're wearing a $50,000 Rolex. You can't keep a couple of passwords safe. Like you have you have two kids that you've cared and loved for you. You pay your property taxes and you maintain a house and a cottage and you drive a boat. And then, you know, you drive a 5,000 pound steel truck down the highway at God's speed to and from work. And you can't keep a password safe. Like we've just been brainwashed and tricked into thinking, Oh money, I'm not smart enough. I can't do it. And it's really like, it's a societal damage that we have people that are smart that, are capable of owning and controlling their wealth that don't because they're scared. Adam, is it fair to ask this question? I hope it's fair to ask. I'm going to ask it. Um, do you do you find that maybe, and this is just a, a problem across the board for society, that we as a society are just so apathetic, just don't mm-hmm. care about not necessarily the outcomes, but really how things work. And, and we see the outcomes and we're like, oh, this is terrible when bad things happen, but never really want to address the underlying reasons why things happen. And, and we see this across society. You know, I just did an ad read here for Cardio Miracle and talking about heart disease being the number one killer in America. Like that 
that's just reality because we don't take care of ourselves, right? We have some of the, the the fattest people in the world living here in the continental United States. And and I mean, that alone kind of speaks to how we have this, this almost short-term gratification, this short-term desire that we forget long-term will lead to negative consequences. When we eat the Twinkie, when we eat the bag of chips, when we uh, gorge ourselves and eat thousands and thousands of calories, right? We we, we see this in, in the way we, we take care of our, our bodies. And if you look at our health of our, our financial system, it mirrors how we take care of our, our physical selves, right? And, and I guess, is that inherently a problem with us as society? And just like the people who go to the gym and lift weights, like they're the ones who are going to be healthy. The people who take care of their finances and take advantage of technologies and, and resources like Bitcoin, they're going to have the financial successes. Big time, man. It's You're talking about time preference. You're talking about this concept of high time preference and low time preference. If you got a high time preference, you're like you said, it's like, what's the quick fix? Where's the heroin? Where's the cocaine that I can just inject and get energy? It's like, well, why don't you sleep a bit better, have some more water and lift some weights to get some energy? Well, that takes too much time. Let's just, let's just take some caffeine. Let's take some, you know, some, some quick hit drug that I can, that I can manipulate or, or stimulate myself with. And, and the finances are, are no different. I mean, we live in a world of immediate gratification. I, I was on, uh, I forget what I was buying the other day, like a couple hundred dollar product online. And I had like an affirm logo like do you want to make three easy payments of 39 dollars a it's month everywhere. it's like no i don't like that <laughs> i want to pay for it today because if i get in the habit of paying for things over three or four months i'm gonna spiral out of control and adam i don't mean to interject to but like you look at the kids who they are completely financially illiterate they haven't been taught this by their parents they haven't been taught this in school they they go they go off into quote unquote real life which is still just fascinating that we are at a point where there is such a distinction between being a child and, and quote unquote real life that we call it going to real life. Uh, all, but all for protection, right? Just, I, just, just to protect them. And, yeah. and then they go off into the real world and they have no idea how to manage their finances. Yeah. They have no idea the value of, of investments, whether that's investments in, in cryptocurrency, whether it's investments in the stock market. They don't understand the importance of compounding interest. They don't understand any of this stuff. And, and frankly, and this is something, I don't know, man, I'm seeing this a lot with Gen Z and I'm not trying to be, you know, that old man points at cloud and, and, and yells, but like a lot of Gen Zers will be like, yeah, I don't know that. And there's no desire for me to learn it. Like they, they just do yeah. not care. And, and that makes me even more, I guess, apprehensive towards the future because is this indicative of where we're heading too? Yeah, big time. And 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 you're right. They don't care because they don't need to because their credit card works and because, you know, Uncle Joe is going to bail them out of all their student debt and if the mortgages collapse again, all good, you know, the 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 treasury and the feds are going to just bail that out too and on and on and on we go. When we have this ecosystem of fail and no consequence, we create an ecosystem where it's okay to fail and there's no incentive to learn, right? Why would you go to the gym seven days a week if you can be shredded, look great and be super healthy without it? As a human species, we are trained and designed to take the path of least resistance. We're like water. And unfortunately, we think all outcomes are the same because there are very wealthy, short-term wealthy people that um, haven't had to put the work in, that don't understand the difference between generational wealth and creating wealth for, you know, your daughter and your great, 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 great granddaughter and, and enabling a society and having wealth that can pass down through generations because we're like, oh, 
I don't understand that, but it's fine. I've got money coming in every month and I spend it every month. What could go wrong? Um, this is what creates, like, I'm, I'm a big anti cryptocurrency guy. I do not like crypto. I believe that most cryptocurrencies are a scam. Um, and I think that bit, everything measured against Bitcoin goes to zero in that ecosystem, uh, eventually. And I think that we've got all these like crypto casino products that are out there and all these guys on TikTok are like, oh, I made a hundred K. It's like, yeah, you walk out of the casino. The guy that's cheering is going to tell you that, you know, roulette, he's got the strategy for roulette and that, Foolproof oh yeah, to, yeah, I, I figured out how to, how to tell which slot machine is going to pay out. No, you didn't. You got lucky one time, idiot. Like, like, and, and, but we're treating this, you know, the stock market and, and, and the crypto casino, like anything other than a casino is just foolish. It's, it's, it's strictly that. And yeah, people are going to get filthy rich. Just like you have a guy walk in, put a hundred bucks on double zero and, and, and have a down payment for a house. But like, is that the strategy? Like, right. is that what we're, what we're going to teach our children to go and, and to do? No, it's not. And I'm sure that it didn't help you, right? Like it, it is a Bitcoin guy to see when the crypto um, pump and then dump happened. Like that didn't help the credibility mm. of, of legitimate coins like Bitcoin, right? I, I think yeah. that speaks to where a lot of the, the, the problem comes from. It's a lack of trust that unfortunately has been built because of the the kind of shady cryptocurrencies that were out there that were just, you know, that they were, they were what? Uh, what? What's the term we use for uh, fake currency? There's a name. I forget what it's called. Fiat or? or oh, yeah, fiat, fiat too. But for, for, the, fake, <laughs> the, for the fake crypto. Um, right. I, I want to say cryptocurrency, but I know that's not real. Um, or shit right. coin. We shit call coin. Them shit coins. Call I call yeah. them scam coins. The crypto casino. Yeah. Um, just blatant scams. The like, yeah, like what you're and what you're describing is, again, like, it's just high time preference. But I think like when I started crypto, Bitcoin mm -hmm. and blockchain were kind of all one thing. Mm -hmm. And now we're seeing Bitcoin separate from crypto and blockchain is kind of just <laughs> no one cares about blockchain anymore. It's 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 just, you know, it's unsexy now. It's all alternate in favor of, of AI. But I think that the the chasm between Bitcoin and and crypto is wide and will continue to widen as crypto projects are exposed for either a scam or for just being an illegal security. Like we, like Bitcoin Well is a publicly traded organization. We had to go through pretty strict uh, um, securities processes in order to get regulated and in order to get, um, in order to issue our shares on the market. Um, most cryptocurrencies didn't do that. And as a result are offside when it comes to the securities commission. Mm -hmm. um, but they're just like those projects, those cryptocurrencies are simply just tokens where people believe in whatever they're supposed to be underpinning. I mean, even ETH. Um, ETH is the token that runs on the Ethereum network. When you buy ETH, you're basically betting that Ethereum is going to be a network that people at a mass scale are going to be able to use and then going to want to use at some point. That's the only reason in the future ETH has any value. Today, it's all speculative scams and mania, but in the, like, Imagine if somebody in 2000 was like, hey, we're going to give you an information superhighway gift certificate. Do you want to buy one? Right. You're like, no, I'll just use it later. Right. I'll, I'll buy it when I need it later. I'm going to keep my money in something that will actually maintain purchasing power in the future. I'm not going to gamble on whatever scam, uh, like what, what, whatever token you have today. I'm going to keep my money where it needs to be in something that maintains purchasing power into the future. And then when I, need to, when I need to use the information superhighway, when I need to use the Ethereum network, when I need to use whatever other project exists, 
I'll trade my Bitcoin for it. But everything against Bitcoin goes to zero in this cryptocurrency market. All right, Adam, we are getting to the end of the episode, which means it's a time for us to start putting a nice bow on today's episode. And I think what better way to do that than to uh, give us a little insight into Bitcoin. Well, you guys are doing a lot of great stuff up in Canada. Uh, I think I saw 240 plus Bitcoin ATMs. You're helping make Bitcoin more accessible to the masses. Talk to us about what you guys are doing up there. Yeah, so it's in Canada, and like what we've been focused on right now in Canada is uh, a platform to make Bitcoin usable. So in, in Canada right now, you can buy Bitcoin and sell Bitcoin instantly, and you can also pay your bills in Bitcoin and buy gift cards in Bitcoin. And that's something that I really been focused on right now is how do we make Bitcoin easy to use? I think it's a we're decades away from walking into Walmart or Starbucks and paying with Bitcoin natively. So you can use your credit card and then pay that credit card off with Bitcoin. Um, and you've effectively just used Bitcoin to fund your lifestyle. And so bringing that to the US, I think that's very important. Um, right now in the US at bitcoinwell.com slash join, you can sign up, identify as an American customer. You can currently buy gift cards with Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies if you so choose. Just for the record, we don't have the ability to buy cryptocurrency other than Bitcoin, obviously, on the platform, but you can sell uh, cryptocurrency. And, and that, I think that's that's an important distinction. Um, and then shortly, we're just working out some final banking problems. Uh, you'll be able to buy Bitcoin uh, with self-custody by default. Uh, what that means is the Bitcoin are automatically delivered directly to your wallet that you own and control. This is different than like, well, every other platform in the States and most platforms in Canada don't allow you or don't don't actually force you to take custody of your Bitcoin. Um, whereas we do. And I think that's an important step. The first thing that you should do when you sign up for a new Bitcoin exchange is tell them where you're sending your Bitcoin. That's the most important piece of Bitcoin is where does it get delivered? If it doesn't get delivered directly to a wallet that you own and control, then it's not in your custody. And then you're exposed to all of the same things that your bank account is exposed to. You're exposed to the government saying, hey, we don't like that guy for whatever reason. Give me his Bitcoin. You're exposed to bad you know, malpractice at these other exchanges. With Bitcoin Well, this is the safest way to buy Bitcoin in having the ability to withdraw your Bitcoin immediately and by default. There is no other way to buy Bitcoin on the platform other than taking it into your direct custody. Bitcoinwell.com, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, The Bitcoin Well. Please go ahead and give them some love. And when you do, of course, tell them that The Brian Nichols Show sent you. And by the way, folks, if you enjoyed today's episode, please do us a favor. Go ahead and give it a share. When you do, please tag yours truly at B Nichols Liberty Twitter and Facebook. Before we go to where you can go ahead and sh uh, find today's episode, Adam, any final thoughts for our audience today? Buy Bitcoin frequently. That's, uh, that's all I have to say. Buy Bitcoin frequently. All right, folks, there's your call to action. If you are joining us here on the YouTubes, well, hello, thanks for joining us. Make sure you hit that like button and also hit the subscribe button and little notification bell so you don't miss a single time we go live. Also, we are available over on Rumble and Ben Swan's Sovereign, S-O-V-R-E-N. If you want to go ahead and support independent media, plus get a Sovereign exclusive to uh, you Brian Nichols Show listeners over on Sovereign, which is seeing today's episode before everybody else will head over there support us on independent media and in general support independent media so we can keep having these types of conversations and then also yes we are a podcast so if you want to go ahead and download the brian nichols show on your favorite podcast catcher whether that's apple Podcasts, spotify youtube music or elsewhere just do me a favor i, I know i always say this do yourself 
a favor. Hit download all unplayed episodes, 750 episodes of The Brian Nichols Show delivered to your podcast catcher that I guarantee, much like today's episode, will leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. But that's all we have for you today from the Bitcoin well. Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for Adam O'Brien. We'll see you next time. Stay sovereign, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com.